Chef Boyardee is post-mentor. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could have been Baby Yoda. <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star. Like, what the heck? You know, just like, board that up or something, you know? And jumped onto Wikipedia. I was like, oh, there it is. I refused to get on the walk. You're listening to the Star Wars Archives, a Utini.com Patreon-exclusive podcast. Your regular deep dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe. Discussion, analysis, Easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor. Hello there, you have tuned into episode 83 of the Star Wars Archives, a Utility Network podcast where we take a random Star Wars topic and explain the living Bantha Pudu out of it. I am Jose, aka Joxie in the Universe, and joining me today is a person that, as far as I know, only has two eyes, because I only look at him from the front. He might have a third one behind his head. Who knows? But it is Mr. Trevor Davey. I'm Trev, keeper of a timeline page over Utility.com. And I've spent my entire life consuming Star Wars media, and I've read over a thousand Star Wars books and comics, which was only possible because of my third hidden eye. Ah, that's why you keep all your books behind you, so you're actually reading as we're recording. That makes a lot of sense. Um, But that's not my only, or my my was not my only, he's always here. But we also have another person here with us today, and my notes here says that I should say, introduce Jared. As I bid you dark greetings. So for some reason, I am saying that to you, Jared. Jared is here with us today. And also with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to be here, guys. Uh, for those who don't know, I am the host of Legends Look Back, uh, Utini's Star Wars Legends show. And I've got to say that the problem with being on Star Wars Archives is when this episode drops, I will have already listened to it, which will be disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm listening to it now while I'm on it. Oh, that's so kind. Yeah. Yeah, I love the show. Uh, I listen to every single episode religiously. And for those who don't know, I'm very religious. So <laughs> <laughs> so you do take it very seriously. That's yes. right. <laughs> Mostly while I'm uh, mowing the lawn. Y'all are my lawn mowing show. Mm. I don't... How often do you mow your lawn? Well, none right now because it's January. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't. He's just queuing. So he hasn't listened to it. Hasn't listened to episodes for. Well, to be three fair, months. I was away for a little while, so we we did take yeah. a bit of a hiatus. So I guess it kind of makes sense. Um, That's right. Congratulations. <laughs> thanks. But um, but yeah, but to today, you know, there's a reason why Jared is here today, right? And um, Trev, I don't want to take this away from you what today's topic is so and you know and why it's relevant to bring jared in here so trev please introduce the topic and then i want to hear jared's thoughts about him being invited to join us for this oh yeah buckle up listeners (laughs) so we've been threatening this for a while and we talked about it on the last episode and we've talked about it in discord we're doing the freaking jedi prince series (laughs) this series is nuts we're talking early early legends um and obviously we wanted to get jared on and also jared had never read these books well i had yeah for the most part i had never read them we we had these in my public library as a kid and i remember being enthralled by these covers oh man these covers are phenomenal. the covers are great by drew struzan for my money the glove of darth vader 
is the sexiest cover in the history of Star Wars. Hard stop, no cap. Uh, the the glove with the lightning and the whales. It's so good. The book, book however, Waladons. Yeah, yeah, the Waladons. Okay. Waladons. Um, yeah. The the content. Once I got in, I returned them to the library. As so, uh, <laughs> this was a good excuse to finally complete my read through. We had covered the Glove of Darth Vader on Legends Look Back a couple of years ago, but I had never read the rest of the series and proudly now have finished the whole thing, which apparently I'm ahead of the curve because neither of you have finished it yet. No, and one thing occurred to me when I was reading the first three books over this weekend, I'd skimmed them recently for, you know, quite a lot of the stuff came up on a recent episode. I also have clearly never read these books, or if I have, I've blocked that part of my memory out. So at least I got to witness it twice if I've ever read them before. But I don't think I have. I, I thoroughly enjoyed reading them. That's not saying that I think they're amazing books. <laughs> but I, I had a great time reading these. No, I mean, that's that's I'm, exactly how I feel. I mean, yeah, I'm only three books in. Uh, we'll do the other three on our next episode, just so people know. But I, it is, they are nuts. But I am highly entertained by some of the things that they thought were good ideas at the time. I think that's that's a proper, a, a correct way to say it. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like watching a 90s cartoon. Yeah. So we'll talk more about that later. Yes. <laughs> it totally got me feeling like I was watching the animated Spider-Man show. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You know I'm talking about that one? Yes. Um, it, I'll stop singing for your listeners. <laughs> the, yeah. The, the, the villains doing these unbelievably outrageous <laughs> evil deeds uh, felt like an, a 90s cartoon villain thing to do. So um, I enjoyed I watching. I think that makes perfect sense. And, you know, we will get into that a little bit later. But before we dive into it, let's do our usual plug at the top of the show. So as usual, this show is possible thanks to all you people supporting us, either through Patreon subscriptions or getting some of our merch. If you'd like to help us out as well, you can get our Star Wars-inspired merch on utini.com slash merch, and also go to patreon.com utini, and when you become a member, not only will you get access to all of our episodes in advance, you'll also get a bunch of other member exclusives. Great. I did it. I didn't stumble. Yes, oh, I'm proud of myself. perfect. Well done. All right, done with the intro segment. Now on to the main show segment. Trev... So so let's go into the, the <laughs> history of these books briefly. Sure. Um, so the Jedi Prince series was written by husband and wife team Paul Davids and Hollis Davids, consisting of six junior reader books. Now, I just want to talk about the, the junior reader sort of label because I, it's, it's unfair. Either it's OK, let me give this some context. The last time we all sat down for a round table, we were doing the Servants of the Empire books. Oh, yes. wow. They're also labeled as junior reader books. Oh, right. Yeah, and that's right. The series, the two series couldn't be more different. Different. So I'm not even sure that junior reader books is apt. Um, but anyway, so these six books were published between June 1992 and May 1993. So I really want to put that in some context of what else was happening in the Star Wars publishing world at that time. So the first book of the original Thrawn trilogy, Heir to the Empire, was published in May 91. So a year before these books came out. And the final book, The Last Command, was published in April 93. So one month before the final book of the Jedi Prince series. On top of that, the Dark Empire comic series Mm. was published between December 91 and October 92. 
So at the same time, we have these three very, very different approaches to what this new era of Star Wars storytelling was going to be. And I think that's just insane. That is um, absolutely wild. Can you remind me to... Um, so, I mean, obviously, mid-80s, we have... Just be- before we continue with all this, because I feel like it's also going to put some of the things into better into for full on context right but so in the mid 80s we have like the droids cartoons we have the ewok cartoons and that's and that's it and, and they that, both finish it, in 85 or 86 okay so and then there are we completely in the dark ages then basically between that and like 91 yeah so literally the last star wars book was the return of a Jedi novelization. Mm-hmm. The last Star Wars comic was Star Wars Marvel 107, mm-hmm. which was early 84. Okay. Then we have the two cartoons, and then that's it. Nothing. No games, no comics, no books, no toys. Nothing. So Thrawn Trilogy, the first book, comes out May 91, and then we have a little bit over, over a year after that, we get the first, uh, like, the glove of Darth Vader. Yes, you know, what okay. I'd like to consider is that, I, for my money, Dark Empire is my favorite Star Wars story of all time. Um, there's no disputing the fact that the Thrawn trilogy is up there among the best ever. It's certainly most impactful. If I was making a Mount Rushmore of <laughs> Star Wars books, <laughs> Star Wars EU stories, uh-huh. two out of these three properties from the early 90s belong on my Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Between Dark Empire... The Thrawn trilogy and the glove of Darth Vader. Um, I'll let the listeners figure out which two out of those three are on Mount Rushmore. I mean, it it feels, it almost feels like it's one of those where, right, we don't really know what our plan is. So we're going to chuck everything at the wall and see what sticks. Um, Jared, would you consider in this uh, Mount Rushmore um, concept to have the glove of Darth Vader holding up these books? I would put the cover of the glove of Darth Vader <laughs> okay, on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> that would be the coolest Mount Rushmore ever. A big fist with lightning yeah, bolts and whales. There you go. There you go. The, yeah, move over, Washington. <laughs> All right. However, the function that the glove of Darth Vader actually plays in this story doesn't make one freaking lick of sense. No, no. I, 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 I mean, so yeah. Why don't should we just get into what this first book is? Because I, you know, I also have some thoughts about it. I, I highlighted a lot of passages from this book too, um, but yeah, I mean, anything else about the history and context, or should we just dive right in, guys? I think I think let's get in. Okay, so um, so yeah, we'll we'll take turns reading the different uh, the summaries for each book. I will take on the first one, which is yeah, the glove of Darth Vader. Okay, <clears throat> here we go, Grand Muff Hissa calls a meeting of all the Imperials on Kessel and reveals the secret some, uh, son of Palpatine, a three-eyed half-human, half-alien mutant called Trioculus. But since the leader of the mysterious group called the Prophets of the Dark Side, Caden, has prophesied that the true leader of the Empire must hold the right-hand um, indestructible glove of Darth Vader in order to rule. The glove is found on Mon Calamari within an illegal Imperial-run Weladon hunting ring, and although Trioculus claims the glove, we also learned that his use of force lightning is faked using cybernetic implants, and that we uh, and that he is just a pawn and the true son of Palpatine, 
Triclops is hidden and insane. Yeah, no big deal. Just a, a standard a good plot stop, of a book. right? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's that's what the book is. Um, I'm essentially, where they got their plot ideas from. Well, so I was so I was telling my wife uh, a little bit of so because I'm reading this book and she in the living room and she's like doing some work uh, writing for her show and um, and I'm just like chuckling like every couple of minutes and she's like what's going on and so I have I tell her a little bit about the book so when I tell her when I'm talking about Glovatar Theater she's like hold on when was this published and she looked it up right and it's like oh 90, 92. I was like, oh, so interesting because you know what was it? Um, what was published in 1991 is the Infinity Gauntlet for Marvel. <laughs> oh. So obviously, so you know, we were kind of trying another thing to put into context, and that's why I kind of wanted to dive right into this here, right? Because I also think that it's not a coincidence that Marvel has this hugely successful storyline about a gauntlet. And then we right. have this Star Wars one about a gauntlet. <laughs> I, like, I, mean, I love that they're like, you know what sells? Gloves. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> like, That's you know, the kids I, want. they call it a glove, right? But then when you're reading the story, like a couple of times, they do refer to it as a gauntlet as well. So I'm like, okay, yeah, this is. So when she said that, I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. Because Yeah, so that was like, and you know, and the fact that, oh, whoever wears this will have some powers. And I mean... I don't know. I know we're kind of like jumping a little bit all over now, like we typically do. But yeah, I mean, the title of the book is The Glove of Darth Vader. And I just, um, so I say let's just start with that right now because when Trioculus, and maybe we, we can talk about Trioculus right after, but when Trioculus finds the glove and puts it on and he tries to force choke someone and he's like, oh, this is not working. I don't have the power of Darth Vader. So I'm like, wait, hold on. So either Trioculus is just not very smart and he just thinks that the glove is what allows Vader to like force choke. And he or 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 is this the book itself saying that that is why he could do that? And that was not necessarily a force, a dark force power. That that, that passage as well was really quite vague because the. His right-hand man, um, I forget his name, kind of did hint, uh, oh, you know, with a bit more training, you'll be able to fully use the dark side. Yeah. But also, you know, this force lightning that you're using is fake. Yeah. And the glove won't work and will just make you a fake Darth Vader glove so it looks like you've got the glove. Right. Fake it till you make it. I, I think that it really goes to show in terms of like the early conception of the EU here, they're still trying to figure this stuff out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think back to Splinter of the Mind's Eye, the cursed Alan Dean Foster novel, um, <laughs> the, the original, you know, uh, low-budget sequel to Star Wars. In there, there's this idea that if they uh, acquire the Kyber crystal, spelled differently, yeah. that, that that will give enhanced force powers. So there's this notion that the Force isn't what we come to understand the Force mm -hmm. as eventually. Yeah. And so I think this is kind of the remnants of the authors really don't know. And George right. doesn't tell people until they really mess up. And then he inserts himself and says, that's not how the Force works. Yeah. Speak, yeah. Speaking of that, so one, before we bounce back to Trioculus, because um, this next bit ties directly into that. 
yeah, I think it's clear that the interpretations of the Force are very different in these books. Right. But also the Jedi, and there's this one line that just jumped out at me that is literally, it, it couldn't be more wrong. Mm-hmm. So it literally says, it was an old Jedi rule of thumb to attack when the odds were overwhelmingly against you and when yes. there was no other possible way to save your life or the life of an ally. Yes. Yep. I, 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 Jedi I teachings, that, attack. That was one of my highlights. Because <laughs> I was like... Yeah, that's in the I Jedi wanted, code, Trev. <laughs> yep. I wanted to ask you guys, I'm like, have, have you ever, you know, since both of you are sort of, the, to me, right, the legends, like, experts, like, has anything like that ever been mentioned in any other book before? By people what? using the dark side, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so in the in the nineties, Jedi is a term that can be applied to both light side and dark side user. So there's really not a lot said about Sith because George had reserved that as off limits. Mm. There's a lot of dark Jedi. Dark Jedi, yeah. A lot of dark Jedi running around the galaxy, uh, mixing it up with Kyle Katarn. But so I, I don't know the context. I don't remember for that quote. Um, how, how I think Luke was, you know, this Luke is was when, under pressure from stormtroopers. No, this just like yes. This, this is when they huh? were in the submarine, uh, following oh, yes. them in the in the uh, ship in the hunting ship, and um, Triaculus had just gotten the glove. He was going back to the main ship. That's when like Luke sees that it's Triaculus in the little like um, like escape vessel, whatever, going back, and. Akbar is like, well, we can't go now because if they see us, they will they have they will shoot us down. Like there's no way that we can survive this. But he's like, you know, against all odds, like the best thing to do right now is to go attack because if we leave it, if you leave right now, then we might lose our chance. So that's when he that he came up with that. Well, there's the old rule of thumb that we just have to right. go ahead and attack. Well, let me give you a piece of advice that's gonna help you through the rest of the series, Jose. Um you can you can make this into your own Jedi code. Are you ready? <laughs> All right, just roll with it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Whatever happens in this series, you can laugh about it. You can underline it. You can bring it up on the podcast, but yes. just roll with it. Oh no. Whatever I... they came up with, that's what we're that's what we're doing. I'm are we thir- going no. to hologram fun world? <laughs> yeah, I guess we yeah. are. <laughs> no, I'm thir- that Yeah, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it because it is. Yeah, sometimes it is it is nuts. Um, it's, I think just roll with it is a good rule of thumb for, for these books. Uh, and yeah, it's just interesting that, um, yeah, that there's, I mean, but that's also just kind of like every Star Wars, right? Like there is a whole, that whole thing, I think it was with, um, with when episode eight came out and I was like, oh, since when can Jedi do these powers? Right. Or like. Since when has Sabine been a force user? Yeah. Or there's just things like that. But I, I feel like what has always also been true is that. The force powers are defined when they are needed. So with yes. every new movie, they're like, you know what? We kind of need this to happen now for for the plot. So why? Well, maybe that that's a force power. Like we never see anyone force jumping in the original like trilogy, but then in the prequels, they're force jumping all over. Uh, you know, right? Car- hey, oh, hey, hey. No, Luke hey. force jumps yep. in Empire. Empire Strikes Back. It's just uh, dark, so you true. can't notice what he's true. doing. <laughs> But the, you know, so but, it's, no, anyways, but it's just sort of like that. With with whenever when it um, force powers are plot are come from the plot. Yes. And then in this right. case, I guess it's so. Anyways, but that was just sort of like. It's what a if I told you? Erasure. <laughs> what if I told you that the plot was the force all along? 
<laughs> I mean, this is, yeah, it's all about the force in this world anyway. So, yeah. Um, okay. So the first so, first rule of of, uh, glove of Darth Vader is that the glove is a MacGuffin. They're all going for the glove. It's a big deal. If you have the glove, you get to be emperor. Which, one more thing on that. That doesn't make any sense for this reason. Vader was never emperor. Right. He was, he was never in line to be emperor. Right. It, the glove has nothing to do with who or who is or is not the emperor. That's the craziest thing to me is that the most basic plot of this entire series is built on a false premise in the first place. Well, yeah, and but we have that... to understand where it's come from. So let's quickly talk about some of the, yeah. the main characters. So, let, so let's talk about Trioculus first. Right. So the book specifically says he's a half human, half alien mutant. Now, I'm not quite sure what alien the human slept with where the only gene that kind of passed over is a third eye. Oh, we need to ask that in Discord. I like that a lot. That's a great game to play. (laughs) So, you know, we don't get any history on that. We do know that he was a vicious slave lord and he's kind of been groomed to take over the Empire in secret. Um, Yes. But then you've also got the prophets of the dark side led by... How did you pronounce it? Caden? Because in my head, I've been calling it Kadan the whole time. (laughs) But Caden sounds much cooler. I pronounce it differently Um, every time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And Caden's quite a big character as well, but he's the one that tells Trioculus that he needs the glove. And he does it in rhyme. Well... For reasons. Yeah, I mean, and I think... um, I don't mind the idea that this prophets of the dark side are saying that you need the glove of Darth vader right it's like you know if if their prophecy is that vader is supposed to greatest evil more so than palpatine right then it's fine for that to be the thing but then it's also the the empire itself which is not necessarily always linked to the dark side doesn't have to be right i guess one is a, a regime the other one is the religion or whatever so it the like the moths and all that they don't need to align themselves with what whatever the prophets of the dark side are saying. Right, another false it, premise. Right, but it's just also <laughs> kind of like that's too. I mean, and I think that is why all the moths are set. You know, they groom Trioculus to be the new emperor, and they don't think that they need it. It's like you know, but in order to get everyone to back you up, you do need the glove because yeah, we it, believe that you can be the ruler. Legitimacy. Yeah. But another third false premise relating to the prophets of the dark side, uh, for those of you playing along at home, this is the third one, is that the dark side, dark side users would not give a flying flip what the prophets have to say about the force. Because the entire purpose of being a dark side force user is that you subject the force to your will. You don't care what the force wants, you subject your will upon the force. Light side users might care about the prophecy such as the Chosen One prophecy, for example. Dark side users should not care what the prophets say. Are you with me? Yeah. yeah. Jared has already given these far more thought than I did. <laughs> Come on, Trav. You, you told us to read this. You're, you, but, yes. but for the record, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the crap out of these books. They were fantastic. One like, thing that enjoyable. really strikes me is how descriptive the writing is. Like, it's very... Um, it's almost like flamboyant prose. Right, which know, is the not, number one rule written, of prose is not to do that. But, Flam- you know. yes, flamboyant prose. I mean, do you mean how they describe Admiral Akbar? 
when they, they first There's introduced a sad him. Fish man. The, the sad eyed <laughs> fishman and war hero yeah. from the watery world of calamari. I'm like, you know, yes. sad eyed fishman. I mean, this dude was integ- like pretty integral to like part of the rebellion, and he's like, oh yeah, you know, he's a he's a war hero, but he's also a sad eyed fishman. Also, <laughs> I do love the fact that Luke and Akbar go on like a buddy cop adventure. Mm-hmm. That's great. Love yeah. that pairing. Yeah. Uh, and the, also the kind of the, the setup. So it explains that we've got a new Senate. Yes. Led by Mo- Mon Mothma. You know, the rebels are still based on Yavin 4. It implies that the Senate is on Yavin 4 as well. Which is yes. cool. I love Yavin 4. But all of the heroes are also members of SPIN, which yeah, is the Senate's that. planetary intelligence network. Yes. Can we talk about the Again, acronyms in this book? <laughs> sure. It specifically says it's a secret organization Within the alliance's government, yes, who's, yeah, that's that's false premise number four. Yeah, who's funding? <laughs> them? Who's writing this off? That, you know, could you imagine if that was going on in any well, government? Oh, well, it's for sure going on. Is, yeah, where's that, my tinfoil hat? That's that's why it's. Uh, I mean, something that I I thought was interesting is that. So you know, we go through the original trilogy. So we we defeat the second Death Star, and I understand. I mean, it's it seems fairly common in all these stories about what happens after that of course there's like remnants of the empire and they're still trying like the war doesn't end with the fall of the second death star it continues right um but in here in in this book what i found interesting or in and perhaps slightly different is that um there's i feel like the empire is still very much a thing and yeah, that well, there... it says there's thousands of moths at right. this conference. Right, and that's consistent with legends. I love that you've got it... Zinj out there, and you've got uh, Dala has got her own corner of the universe. Yeah. yeah, the so the entire you know Bantam era, all the '90s legends novels are these different warlords vying for control of the yeah. empire. So this fits but... with that. Okay, because uh, yeah, I mean, and and I think, but because the other thing that they say here, and this is like at the beginning of the book when they're kind of explaining, I guess, the premise of the tri- original trilogy. And they talk about Luke and his ragtag group of rebel freedom fighters <laughs> that battled armor-clad stormtroopers. And I'm like, I don't, like, especially now and that we, you know, that we know of Andor and all these things that, you know, obviously a very different context, right? But what we know now is that this rebellion, it wasn't that much of a ragtag group. Like, they were yeah. pretty organized, they and a lot of things happened before Luke even came into the picture. There was a lot of stuff that was going on to try to to like fight the Empire. But in here, it's sort of like, oh yeah, it's like you know, look at his ragtag group. Like if it was just like five people that defeated the whole thing or the two Death Stars, and that's why there's still an Empire running everything because slavery is still cool in in Kessel apparently because <laughs> em- the Empire runs that, but the New Republic cannot do anything against that. I'm like, okay, cool. So you have a new regime, but there's still slavery and you can't do anything. Illegal whale hunting and actually whale hunting that these are sentient beings too. Like they're talking, they're performing like music, but you can hunt them down to eat them. <laughs> so- and that's, that's another one of the things that struck me. And this isn't unique to this book, but you know, a couple of other examples throughout the series is the environmental message. Oh, another like, very... Know, whale another, hunting's bad. Another very, <laughs> very 90s thing. Come on. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, save the forest, save the whales. I mean, Where's Star Trek did a whole movie about Planet, this. Yeah. Captain Planet, yeah. Like, you know, but Star Trek 4. Like, that's the same... Like, that was the whole message there. We have to go back to the past and save the whales so that the future is okay. 
like it, it's it's yeah this is where when i when i this came i'm like of course we have to have uh save the whales thing now uh, yeah, i this, mean this i book agree. series is awesome <laughs> you've got the <laughs> glove of darth vader prophets of the dark side space whales which by the way super relevant right now with the oh, yeah. having just yeah. come back out space right. whales are in y'all they're yes in. <laughs> <laughs> um so no, we I haven't mean, even it, got to. We haven't even haven't even got to Ken Ken yet. Just Ken. We haven't even got to him. Uh, we've talked for what forty minutes at this point and have not even <laughs> talked about Ken. Well, he's also not in the first book. No, yeah, Ken. Ken's just that's up what on I'm the saying. This, this series is <laughs> yeah. bananas. So um, yeah, I mean, I think you should probably start moving on to the next book. But what are some of the other characters or any lines from this first from the Glove of Darth Vader that? Um, you guys like you know that stood out to you guys you, well, you definitely picked my favorite one of akbar being a sad-eyed fish man yeah. <laughs> um, i'm i'm hung up on the fact that there's that there's acronyms for everything everywhere all yes. the time spin is one you've got tnt's tra- treaded neutron torches that I mean almost every other chapter there's another ridiculous acronym Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, is this an inside joke with the authors that they thought they should just cram mm-hmm. in as many as possible? Or is it a stylistic thing? Or do they think it's Star Warsy? Yeah. Are they like, oh yeah, it's like AT-ATs. Yeah. Let's have TNTs and spin. <laughs> do they think that acronyms equals Star Wars? Like like moisture evaporators in in you know recent the Disney projects, they're like, put a moisture evaporator in it, that'll make it look like Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that's, which is by the way what, what Corey did with Utini in mm. the first place. Yes. <laughs> yes. Slap a evaporator yes. on there. Uh, but then the other big thing for me that I think is worthy of note is the fact that this entire series revolves around the Han and Leia wedding plot. Yes, 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 yes. That so far, if that sounds like we're dropping a bomb on you, it's because it really has nothing else to do with anything else that's happening in this series. Right. It's out of left field. So, Very yeah, no, Han just leaves at the end of his book, doesn't he? He's right. like, you no, know what, I'm having some time out. Not even at the end. So this I, this is this is definitely the, other, the one last thing. Or I mean, I have a few, bunch of other things, but we have two other books to talk about. Uh, but I definitely wanted to bring this up because it becomes more and more relevant as the series, at least as the next two books, like, continue. But at the very beginning of this book, this is, like, page 13 or so. I mean, 13% of my Kindle. Um like, this is the only time that Han shows up in this book, in this first book. And that is to say, so, like, so, um, Akbar, Leia, um, Lando, Han, Luke are meeting. They're trying to, you know, they're coming up with their plan. Oh, and 3PO and, and R2. And because they're like, hey, we need, we, ha- we need to figure out who this, like, this next um, emperor is going to be, blah, blah, blah. And then Han just very nonchalantly just goes, Hey, by the way, princess, I'm gonna drop them off, but after that, I'm done. I'm happy I know, going to bro out with Lando in Cloud uh, yeah, City. It's on I page know, ten. It's the end of chapter yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. You don't so have to like, go very I, far to get to. Yeah, it. <laughs> I know. He's it's, it's like, I know, I know you love me. I know that we've sort of established that there's something here, but I don't care about that anymore. I have plans to go build a house with my pet. <laughs> Chewbacca. I mean, <laughs> and that, that I'm gonna go live with my dog. Fine, perfectly fine premise. If that's the direction they committed to, I know. You know what? Like, we're gonna leave Leia behind. Another author can deal with the romance stuff. This is gonna be Han broing out with Lando in Cloud oh. City. Which, to be fair, that's a toss up for me. Yeah. Like Leia <laughs> and marriage versus broing out with Lando in Cloud City. 
the 50-50. I don't um, know. I mean, it's just, to me, it's just like the fact that he just like, so how he brings it up and Leia is just sort of like, wait, what? Like, and then she knows like what? what? The, and and well, but then, the, but then the specific line that just kills me is Han then saying, princess, there's always something important that seems to come up before I can take care of my own dreams. Time yeah. is running out and a man's got to do what he's got to do. <laughs> That's the part of like the ending of that. I'm like, wow. To, to which she and responds, I, I'll miss you. I just want you, and I want this to, like, our listeners to just remember that this is the last thing that Han tells Leia before <laughs> piecing out until we see him again in one of the future books, okay? Because it's going to become really, very relevant how, what happens when they see each other again. You know, like, we sort of, you know, say, hey, in, in, um, the, in episode seven, uh, you know, Force Awakens, right? They see each other again after a long time. And so, hey, this—it's not the first time that um, Same Han pieces. Like, yeah, and he—he—he he, he pieces out, right? He, he does this. Fine, he runs. <laughs> but I think he says this: a man's got a man's got to do what he's got to do. After they supposedly love each other, but he's got to do this, right? So, anyways, just but yeah, but there's still a marriage plot going on in future yeah, books, somehow. which I love the fact that Jose's especially opinionated about this now that he's just gotten back from his honeymoon. <laughs> so we'll ask you in two or three years how you really feel about all this, but yeah, the the marriage plot, the you've got the the glove plot taking over the empire, then and then there's still Zorba, there's still Ken. I mean, yes. this book series they cram a yes. lot into here. All right, yeah. Well, and, uh, before and, and, we hit, hit the summary of book two, Jared, um, I just want to say, but the summary I've written down for our listeners absolutely does not do justice to the amount of plot. Yeah. that is in book two. So, Jared, do you want to hit us with a summary? That's right. Yeah, we've got a podcast to get to, so I mean, you can't include every last detail. Um, Lord knows there's times when I'm writing those Legends Look Back summaries, and I get two-thirds of the way into describing it, and then I just say, and then all hell breaks loose, and then there's still another book to read after this one. You know? <laughs> it's just... <laughs> okay, so the second book is called The Lost City of the Jedi, which, like, as a premise, you know. Should it exist? We'll see. As uh, After a mission to Cloud City, Luke has a dream in which Obi-Wan shows him the lost city of the Jedi. In Chapter 2, we meet Ken, a 12-year-old boy living in the lost city of the Jedi, deep beneath the grounds of Yavin 4, being raised by Jedi caretaker droids. Ken manages to sneak Top World, but after a chance meeting with Luke, his droid carers or captors uh, catch up with him. Although Luke does learn where Ken lives... Dome House 12, South Jedi Lane. <laughs> After Ken tells Trioculus he needs to destroy the Lost City in order to be recognized as the true leader of the Empire, he attacks Yavin 4, setting fire to the rainforests like a jerk. But deep down in the Lost City, Luke and Ken use a massive weather-controlling computer to cause a heavy rain to quench the fire. There's and, a lot to unpack just in there. <laughs> and Trioculus. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, um, so the last book ends with Trioculus running away, right? So, and then everyone's happy. They're like, okay, we solved the mystery, whatever. You know, we saved the whales. So, by the way, yeah, the whales were saved. There's a big party. The whales perform. Then we go to book two, and Trioculus is at it again. Um, but he got the glove, he, right? He Well, he got the glove at the, at the, um, on the first book. Uh, 
on the first book. That's what was in um, Calamari. On yeah. on the second book, they tell him that because he loses his he loses his vision. Um, even though he has three eyes, I guess you know what's the point of having a, a spare if. Uh, um, but he has three eyes and he loses his vision. It turns out that it's because of the glove and there's like all the implants that he has in there to help him like pretend that he has uh, force powers. Yeah, so the glove that's is why cursed. he right. So he ends up having to go to um, Yavin Four because there's a doctor there that can help him or something, right? And then what happens? No, they just is, stumble across the doctor. Yeah, oh, that's, they a, that's the a plot coincidence. So <laughs> they stumble across the doctor, and the doctor says, "Well, actually, we can, we can. This is what's, this is why you're, you've lost your vision. Eat this fruit or this berry, whatever the hell it is, whatever the heck it is, and um, the seeds, the seeds. Eat this, and then you'll be fine. But you need to keep eating this for this long. And then he's like, "Oh, but I just set fire to the forest. <laughs> yeah, like, and they kidnap the doctor, <laughs> as one yeah. does." Um, and, and then he, so he's also described, we didn't mention this in the first book, but he's described as a fairly handsome person, except for the fact that he has a third eye on his forehead, right? Well, in so, some cultures, that's a mark of beauty. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, so here, um, what happens Apologies is Apologies to all of our three-eyed listeners out there. <laughs> um, he is, um, so he's kind of like disfigured or he gets all, like his hand is now all like messed up. And because he needs to eat all these seeds and everything was set aflame, then he goes out and he's trying to get all the seeds that he can and his face gets all scarred and whatever. So now he's not very good looking anymore. He still has three eyes, which is apparently the reason why you are, you know, you need to have three eyes to be more powerful than Vader and Palpatine because you can see more. I mean, that is... Because they only had two. Yeah, they only had two. It's not that you are more powerful with the Force; it's that you can see more because you have a I, third eye. I understood it's because the prophecy said that Palpatine has a three-eyed son. Well, Palpatine said that, but the re—I mean, yes, Palpatine. Because in this book, it is revealed, right, that um, that uh, we learn more about Triclops. So, Palpatine knows about Triclops, and Caden knows about Triclops. And the the thing, the reason why Triclus was sent away is that Palpatine was nervous about his son being able to be more powerful than him because he has a third eye. Now the oh. the twist here is that his Triclops's third eye is in the back of his head, so he can yes. see his enemies from behind. Which I'll hey, I think that's fairly legit. Triaculus advantage. Yes, Triaculus has three eyes on the front of his face, like yeah. a so he is he he cannot see his enemies from behind. So I think, and that's when the Dark Prophet was like, you know, hey, I know about all this, so you're not you Close don't have enough. to convince me. I understand that that other guy is insane. I'll back you up, but just so you know, I'm aware that you're not the real son. But then the they turn son, on him. Which why didn't they turn why? on him in the first place? Yeah. So it's, it, oh, yeah. There's a lot in these books. There's a lot. To there's talk a lot. About. There's really a lot. I will. So, let's, all right. Let's, let's yeah, talk about Ken. Let's talk about yes. Ken and, and the lost big city year itself. for Ken. Big year for Ken. <laughs> Ken is in. Whales are in. Also in Ken. Yes. These books are more relevant than ever. <laughs> Was now wait, uh, Jared is is he Kenuff? I just watched Barbie like that. <laughs> so there's there's that uh, like SNL did a parody with like a he's just Ken song. Yes. So we need like one of our uh, savvy listeners out there to give us a mashup with just lots of pictures of Ken from 
the Jedi Prince series. Is he the Jedi Prince? Now, well, yeah, so I'd like the to know... The titular Jedi Prince? <laughs> I'd like to know both of you guys' thoughts and also how this fits in within the larger context of Legends books. Um, this idea and concept that actually I really like the idea of a lost city of the Jedi. And oh, that I there's just some like caretakers, <laughs> like some droids just that continue to do it. So you hate it. Trev. I, I would I would like it if it was on a different world. I don't like it. Well, yeah, it. sure. Downstairs on Yavin 4. Yeah, <laughs> I forget about the word, but that, that concept that there is a lost city of Jedi somewhere. I like that idea. It could work, but it doesn't. So it, I think, you know, I think we're meant to assume that this was the seat of all Jedi learning and, you know, mm-hmm. the Jedi Council, etc., etc. That's why they've got address names like South Jedi Lane. Um, but still shrouded in mystery. We just know that Ken's pretty much being held against his will there as well. You know, Super the droids are not in a rush to let him go. Yeah. They don't want to tell him anything about him or his parents. And they're jerks. They're literally just like, yep, you stay here. Yeah, but isn't it's, that not telling like a young Padawan about his parentage? And that's pretty standard Jedi rules as we learn, you know, when we explore that later. Like, I guess it's taking away that case. Less problematic for the droids to hold him hostage than for right. Ben Kenobi to hold him hostage. So, and yeah. it's hostage and it, it's sla- also- slash like isn't he? I mean, he is being ca- taken care of. He is just a child. Um, he like there was a whole big war, and also like there were thousands of or of Jedi killed in the clone. You know, after you know with Order sixty six. So I, I see your point. Him, him hold the, the droids holding him. Like taking care of him in this hidden city makes a lot of sense to me. I don't, I don't see it. You know, he's like he's a child. Of course, they're gonna, you know, they're trying to raise him, and then maybe he can bring back the force later on when he's old enough. But at the moment, yeah. like they have, they have to teach him everything about. But they're telling him he's Jedi. doing bad on his homework. Well, yes. <laughs> he thought that he thought that Luke Skywalker piloted the Millennium Falcon. He was he this- he was wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty easy. But, what, and how are they also teaching him about current events? Uh, I mean, that, that was another note I wanted to make about this whole spin, this secret organization within the government, staffed by the most famous people in the galaxy. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. It just makes no sense. Well, yeah. Um, and apparently news of Luke's exploits yeah. has made it all the way down to this lost city that's been locked away and for however many... Yeah. Years. Uh, well, Ken, Ken is uh, 13 years old, I believe. We learned that in the next book, or I don't remember, I don't remember if they, uh, they he's mentioned 12. it here. 12? Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's been in there for 12 years. Uh, Trev, where, where does that put us in the timeline? When was he, when was he born? Uh, so he would have been born seven years before A New Hope. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you know, middle of, right in the middle, I mean, the Empire is, is well... You know, it's, it's up there. There's lots of bad things happening. There's really no Jedi left. So once again, hitting on a common theme among the post return, early post return of the Jedi Legends projects, the fact that Palpatine reproduces, and or <laughs> yes. clones himself. In the case of Dark Empire, um, once again, Ooh. pretty pretty relevant. With, what if uh, what if Ken is another son of uh, of Palpatine? Well, I suppose that. We'll, we'll have, have to, find to wait out. and see. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to All keep right. myself from spoiling too much. Okay. And another massive environmental message. Don't burn down the rainforests. Yeah, because oh, you might need those seeds to take care of your blindness. I think that's uh, 
you know. But then, and this is the reason why I put it in the summary about this computer. And we find out that all of the weather on Yavin 4 has been artificially generated for centuries, I guess. Mm -hmm. And they just need to, like, hit a couple of buttons and get the right password to be able to get it up and running to make the rains come. Yeah. Which and the password is... just happened to give the password to Luke in a, his dream. Oh yeah, the password, the password... which is not very secure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, Jedi. It was J E zero F like D I then two numbers and then F O two numbers and then. Hey whatever, hey hey! Like... Quit reading my password on the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, now qu- I can't remember this part. Now was this if it was in this book or the next one? But there was a whole thing about, maybe it was here, but um, so Trioculus wants, he needs to establish, or was it on the first, anyways, they need to establish a new base for the Empire. And when all of his moths are going down the list, that's why I, I don't remember if it was in, at the beginning of this book or not, but they're going down the list of where to establish the yes. uh, base. And it's like all the planets that we know of. So yeah, all the it's like, well, planets. is it Tatooine? Is it Yavin 4? Is and it? That's and I'm my like, gripe. <laughs> that's my and gripe then... with there being this being on Yavin 4. Yeah. Is with some early Legends projects, the authors were, were a little bit holding holding the films a little bit too close to home. They're too right. precious. And right. so what Zahn does really well is he does some things on familiar locations and then he establishes really clear, unique characters and right. uh, cultures and alien species, planets. Honiger is very... Um, uh, Mirker, Wayland, you know, these really uh, iconic locations that endure and stand the test of time, whereas this has... That Ken is in the secret Jedi basement right. of Yavin 4. Right. And no, also so far, the good we guys. haven't visited a single new planet. Right. No, exactly. That's that. Yeah, that was my... When, when they were going down through that list... And they then they set, decide to set their base on Hoth. And Hoth, which I when when the when the guy explained why Hoth, I was like, you know what? I I that's not a bad idea. Like, look, there was already a battle there. Why would you set up shop in a place that was already you know that you already battled whatever? So I'm like, you know, that's not. It's good. Like, there's a base. Yeah. There's a base. There's this and that. Like I can, you know, the best place to hide is in, on plain sight right so go back to where you were already so i'm like i sort of buy that but the fact that before reaching that planet every other planet they mention is one that we know about i'm like come on like you can be a little more well, creative problem, here <laughs> yeah i have a problem when when stories um stray too far away from what we've mm-hmm. seen in the films so uh, this is a controversial opinion i, I don't think that that Andor has enough familiar material. Um, too much of it is foreign, doesn't seem enough like Star Wars to me. Right. I realize right. listeners out there are screaming at me. You're welcome to. <laughs> I can't hear you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I think you've got to have a good balance between this, which is everything right. familiar, <laughs> redone in a kind of a goofy way, versus a show that, or, or, or a book, you know, whatever the, the case, a comic, that strays too far into original material. Um, I think you've got to have a little bit of both. Pop in at the most yeah. Isley Cantina from time to time, and then go off to you know Timbuktu. Does it really matter? <laughs> but a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Right. So, so they've got to figure it out. This is still yeah. the early '90s. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah. So I, I think that's. Uh, do we get any Han stuff in here? I don't think so. Right. That he sees Leia. No, in the I, next I, book. I think he's completely out of this book. Right. Oh. Um, oh I just oh. want. 
Are we about oh. to go to Hologram Fun World? Yes. No, not yet. Dang it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I, I just want to touch on Trioculus again a bit more. So okay. obviously, Jared, you were talking about the false premise and the MacGuffins. You know, Caden tells him he needs the glove to be Emperor. Now he tells him he has to go and find this Jedi Prince to be Emperor. Right. And yeah, and glove... I don't mind a MacGuffin. <laughs> well, so the, he got the glove. The glove didn't give him a force. Right. For he whatever would... reason, the glove is making him blind, so he can't use it. It's cursed. And and that's not really explained particularly well. It's cursed. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, what else do you need to know? Like, right, I'll make a fake glove. Yeah. And I need to go destroy the lost city of a Jedi. Right. And then I can be a bra. Well, this... they... All right. Yeah, go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say, I mean, like, I don't... I mean, we can also... So... When for him to have the lightning powers, right, the force lightning, um, they put little electrical things in his like fingers, fingertips, yeah. and then he can shoot lightning. Um, they call because, it sparkle fingers. Yeah, <laughs> because he because the glove didn't give him the power the power to force choke. Um, they did put something in there that um, kind of uh, emits like um, sort of like sonic blast or something. Um, yeah, and and it makes people's like brains basically like uh, explode in in their heads, whatever. Um, so that's kind of like the equivalent. Because David Cronenberg would be proud. Yeah. So they would drop down because they can't, you know, whatever. And then so it's kind of like the same thing as Force Joke. So I could also you could also say that maybe it's not really that it's cursed, but like he has a lot of stuff in him that you know with the with this sonic blast thing and the electricity that are also um, harming him. Because one of the things that his, I think it's uh, his droid or the one who is adding all these cybernetic things to his body and to his glove, um, tells him, hey, if you keep using that, your sparkle fingers, you're going <laughs> to die. You. Like, you're using it way too much. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like you already used it. You know, you needed it to establish yourself as the son of Palpatine. That's already done. Like, so stop using us sparkle fingers. Who wouldn't use our sparkle fingers if we had the glove of Darth Vader? I mean, I, mean, I would. Yes, as, you as would. long as I had enough seeds. That'd yeah. Be fine. <laughs> so, the, but that's that's the other bit too. I mean, like, so is it really cursed, or is it really just like he's, you know, he's altering his own body way too much with all these things to try to uh, leave up, you know, to the fact that he is the rightful ruler of yeah, the and dark that, side. And to that, that point, uh, you know, say what you will about these books being ridiculous and silly and childish, which they are unapologetically yes, so clearly <laughs> um there there is i think a good lesson for the kids out there to learn from agent smith i mean um trioculus because <laughs> it's just hugo weaving's face that's just hugo yes. weaving weaving with uh, an extra eye on the front of his head on the front yes. um that he's power hungry and i think it goes yes. to show that when you're power hungry you're going to do one uh one, you know compromising mor- mor- morality Mm-hmm. mistake what's a better way of saying that um i'm exhausted <laughs> it's been a long day uh he's done one thing that's compromised his morals and so then he does another right. and it gets worse and worse and worse so then he's doing one lie after another to cover up the right. last one and so now he's got the fake glove but he's got to lie to people about where he got the glove and why right. he's blind and then he goes on a journey too i mean the there really is a great character arc mm-hmm. to a certain extent with with <laughs> what's happening it's not like a good one but there's an, arc. there's an it's, arc. There's for sure an arc with <laughs> Trioculus. He doesn't start off as a stagnant character. He's going somewhere, no. um, and and you know he's getting burned and 
other things happen to him, which we'll come back to. Uh, he's got a turf war with a hut, which is cool. Um, yes. And so I, I do appreciate that you're learning. Like, that's not the kind of person you, that you want to be. All right. So, so the lessons we've learned so far in two books are save the whales, save the forest, and don't be a douche. Like, and you do know, your, if do you your are, homework. Yeah. <laughs> do you, oh, and do your homework because, I yeah. mean, well, Ken, he gets a because, yeah, he was sort of like scolded for not doing his homework. But Hank gets out, and then he's kind of like fine. So I don't know if that lesson is very well kind of like like he's fine outside. He he escapes, but then he gets to meet Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and everyone. So um, which I think is probably a good segue into the third book, Trev. Unless you have some something else that we missed on book two. No, and you know they continue to be absolutely baffling and insane so book three zorba the hut's revenge great uh-huh. title so great title luke i mean all the titles are great you can't you can't dismiss the, the titles, titles in the this titles series. yeah they i mean very love punky. of darth vader you're i mean especially if it is true that it's kind of like inspired by infinity gauntlet obviously will make you like want to pick that up obviously jared loves that cover so he would have the big poster of that in his in his room um, would, last city of the jedi you see that, like, you were like, wait, what? There was a lost city? Like, why did we not know about this before? At least to me, I'd be like, I'm curious. I want to know what's going on. And now Zorba the Hutt's revenge. Who's Zorba and what is he avenging? It's- okay, so Luke and Ken stuff up on Tatooine, another movie planet, to buy a housekeeping droid as a housewarming present yeah. for Han, who's <laughs> finished building his sky house on Bespin. Yes. Zorba the Hutt, which is Jabba the Hutt's father is also on Tatooine, after learning for the first time that Jabba is dead. After escaping bounty hunters, Ken and Luke flee Tatooine for Bespin and Han's party. Arriving shortly afterwards is Zorba the Hutt to stake a legal claim on ownership of Cloud City, as per Jabba's will, and then wins ownership from Lando in a game of Sabacc. Mm -hmm. Leia is kidnapped by the Empire. Ken is arrested by Cloud City police for reckless driving without a license. Luke rescues Leia, Ken escapes, and after a showdown between Zorba and Trioculus, the Hut gets the upper hand and has Trioculus encased in carbonite. Love it. Yes. Huts and, and carbonite. What is there not to love? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this this is the, the infamous party and the reunion of Han right. and Leia. Okay, so I'll, I'll pick it up because I brought it up before and I am the one who just got married, so let, let, I'll take it from here and then you guys can <laughs> talk about the other stuff. Okay, but, um, okay, so so the reason I brought that up before on the first book is because when they see each other in this book for the first time, what happens? They make out. So, yes. um, yeah, they've been apart for, you know, for a little while. Like, I mean, let's just, like, Han abandoned his girlfriend or the person that loves him and that he supposedly loves back and whatnot. He abandons her to go live with his, with Chewbacca. He's like, I'm going to go build a bachelor pad for myself and Chewbacca. He has a wife too. Doesn't matter. We just want to be buds living together in Bespin and that's cool. Um, you got to make him want whole, Yeah, he, so he... he Goes out there. Um, he spends a whole book building a house, um, and then now he has a big house, like warming uh, party where he meets everyone. Leia sees him, and they just go at it and make out, and everyone's and they're hugging and blah blah. And I'm like, seriously, Leia, come on, have some like, 
that's not <laughs> cool. He left you to do this. You should have the various be like, yo, that was pretty bad what you did. You got, you know, come on. Like, and if you think of Carrie Fisher, do you think she would have like put up with that? No. So and I was like, there's <laughs> like, another section wrong. where um, there's another section where Luke's saying how big the house is and how many bedrooms it's got. Yes. And like, oh, are you thinking about you know solo children? Yeah. And Han's basically like, you know, I'm, no. Luke says, you know, are you gonna kind of make an honest woman of my sister? It's... And Han's like, I'm not sure if I'm a Marian type, but you know, if I was, she's yeah. pretty high up that list. Right. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh. Anyways, I that I just had to to comment I on think... that. There's another another thing that I there's two two lines that I did highlight and are not I, 100% related to this. But I know I'm going to let you guys talk for a little bit because I, I just got to get off the soapbox for a second. You guys talk. <laughs> yeah, you have some strong opinions about this. <laughs> it feels like Hans and watching the the MTV show, the, the, the pickup artist. Yes. Remember that one from back in the day? Yes. Like, yes. It was a, like Flava Flav giving advice, or maybe it wasn't Flava Flav. Like how to, how to pick up women from an absolute D-bag. It was a dude, and yeah. It, like it the biggest advice was like, it was like be mean to the women, yeah. Like yeah. Be, be mean to women, and they're gonna want yeah. you. Yeah. It feels like it feels like Han, who already had secured the bag with Leia, <laughs> right? Like, one of the most beautiful women in the history of the world, right? In the galaxy, the galaxy. Um, <laughs> powerful, like, yeah. powerful, independent, like smart, right. beautiful what, leader uh, of the on. galaxy. Come on, <laughs> he's like force yeah. powers. I'll be like, mean she's, to her. She's, then she'll. <laughs> then she'll. <laughs> <laughs> She already wants to marry book, him. Like, come by on. By the end of the book, he is thinking about marriage, and he's like, hmm, maybe it's not such a bad idea. Yeah. All right. So, because the other thing that happens when they start talking is, like, he goes, hey, so my buddy, Luke, your brother here, he bought me a droid called Kate. Are you going to be jealous now that I have a female <laughs> droid? And she's like, No. But also, no, you shouldn't be jealous. He left you. So you shouldn't be jealous because she's a droid. And maybe she can't do all the things that you can. Um, but hey, like, it's... Anyways, so, it's, so I, I do want to talk I, about I think Kate this book has ruined the character of Han Solo for Jose forever. <laughs> maybe. It's possible. But not only that, but also 3PO and, uh, and Luke. They have some interesting opinions about um, females and droids and marriage. <laughs> it's something it's something there's a you know, lot to love about this series for being <laughs> kind of like a good 90s cartoon right book right. series i don't know that it's the book series that i would read if i was like really wanting a great star wars love story yeah no i mean i i think you know and, and we'll get into this to, before i guess i guess i'm back on my soapbox so i'll say the two lines and then we can talk about the book because this are still kind of like relevant so i talk about kate the, the droid right um, so when they're trying, so this is supposed to be the perfect, you know, where, what are we going to get him? Right. He built this awesome house. Like what's the perfect gift for him? And they settled that the best, you know, they're Ken, Ken brings up the idea of maybe he needs a housekeeping droid. Cause of course he's, he's a grown ass man, but he needs a housekeeper, a female to be able to keep his house tidy because he can't do that. Um, I'll say, you know, if he's living with Chewbacca, I'm sure there's a lot of, like, loose hair and fur all over the house. So I can understand why you would need some sort of, like, uh, Roomba around. But anyways, it has to be a female uh, droid. So they go. Um, so Luke is questioning this uh, idea. And he's like, 
Han has been a bachelor all his life. Do you think he'd want a droid around to live with him? And then, what does being a bachelor have to do with it? Ken asked. A housekeeping droid isn't isn't like having a wife. It's just a robot. So it's like <laughs> this idea that it's like, oh, it's a wife is just someone who's just nagging you back there in your house. Like, yeah, come on, a housekeeping droid. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, also, exactly. Han is that scared of commitment. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other line about Kate. So because then they say, like, oh, hey, maybe Ken is right. Like, it's not like having a wife. This this thing could actually be useful, not just annoying, right? So that's that's what's established. <laughs> um, then the next line. So then they go out. They go to Tatooine um, to buy again. Okay, you know, another familiar planet. They have to buy. That's where you have to go buy droids. Um, so then they find this female droid. That's I guess supposedly a housekeeper droid. And um, it so it reads like this: Excellent micro circuits. Three PO declared. Superb mobility too. It's rare to find a female droid who's been manufactured with such quality and... No, 3PO! Luke interrupted. I have read the manufacturing statistics. There's absolutely no difference between the quality of materials used to make a male and female droids. I'm sorry if that's a blow to your pride. So, my gripe with this is that... Um... Droids don't have genitals? I mean, there's that. (laughs) There's that, sure. But no, but my thing is... If you're going to automatically go back on it in the next line, why even bring it up? Like, <laughs> if, like so you know that it's not necessarily cool or good or you know, doesn't make any sense to say that that uh that the females are lesser than. So you have to have Luke correct it, but you still some like it doesn't advance the plot or the narrative in any single in any sort of way, but you still write, "Hey, I just want to put up there that it's possible. It's plausible that just because it's a female droid, it might not be as good. So Trevor, it kind of sounds like Jose. This is, about is the 90s. To start, he's about to start like a, a anti-feminism or an, anti-patriarchy in Star Wars march. I mean, it sounds like he's about to start marching through the streets and yelling, "Are you with me?" I'm just I mean, saying these are fired the- up. <laughs> I mean, it's this is why I find the series so far is interesting because there's a lot of, again, nutty, wacky things like this where I just have no idea. And this is why when I was reading this and I and I kept telling my wife about what I was reading, why I was, why I was laughing or saying, "Wait, what?" And then she <laughs> asked, "She's like, well, again, like when was this? When did this book come out?" Um, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, sounds probably a, a man wrote this, right?" And she looks it up. It's like, "Oh no, this was a husband and wife." So. Um, it presumably got input from the wife too, and both of them were like, "Yeah, this is the message we want to send." That, that it's possible that's a good question. That the I would. Droid... <laughs> I would like to ask the authors. Maybe one of these days we'll get a chance to to interview the Davids. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly what was cooking yeah. over there, but but it was good. I mean, there's some good stuff cooking. I'm telling yeah. you what. This this series is bananas. Another thing we haven't talked about the interior art. Uh, there's about three illustrations per chapter. Oh really? Wait, how many how many chapters per book? Are you reading it on ebook? It doesn't have it. Yeah, the, no. I mean, the, the file that I have doesn't have it. Oh, so, that's sad. Yeah. Oh my goodness. There's some amazing interior oh, art in here. Wow. Uh, especially Grand Moff Hissa's uh, his his jagged teeth and his like youth pastor goatee. Um, Oh, oh he's man. a Hissa is a Twi'lek, right? Um, no, I think, I think he's human, so. isn't he? There was a yeah. Twi'lek in here. Is it Caden? 
No, Caden is a dwarf, a tall dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> no, because um, that's a thing in Star Wars. Yeah, of course. Um, no, I, I look. I, I would say like, I, like we all know a lot of the things that were happening in Legends, and I, I, I feel like even people like the two of you who really very much appreciate all the Legends, of course. Um, there's some things that haven't aged very well. <laughs> And so, or that some of it is very much a product of the time. And I, that's why I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, complaining a lot about the, the sort of views on, on, uh, on women Female and, droids. And, 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 and all, and that stuff. Right. And, and how, and how Han just leaves his like, you know, girlfriend or whatever, uh, behind. But it's also, those are the things that to me are like, yeah, if, if that came out today, that would be so weird. But I think in the 90s, maybe within the context of the time, it's like, yeah, that's, it's the 90s. That's what it we do. <laughs> it doesn't mean it was like better or it was okay to do any of that. But for but things definitely were a little more like, oh, yeah, of course. Like men got, you know, that's boys will, you know, men has got to do what a gun man's got to do. Or boys will be boys. <laughs> Which is why the Barbie about, movie... <laughs> Barbie movie has to be read as a companion, watched as a companion piece to these books. I mean, you got Ken, the patriarchy. <laughs> they really fit well together. Trev, you're gonna have to watch Barbie before before next episode. <laughs> it's gonna enhance your reading it's, experience by a mile. It's a very enjoyable movie. So, but um, okay. So let's. I mean, we've yeah, I've complained enough about the sort of views and femininity in in the in the three books, but also in this book. Um, but what. Like so, what happens in this book then? I mean, you know, you so read we, the summary. We, we have another. Um, we have another environmental message. Right. In industrial pollution is bad. All right, that's right. Because it's called causing the gas to go bad on Bespin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I missed that. Yeah. Um, yes. Trioculus wants to marry Princess Leia. That's oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, uh, that's a that's great a big, plot. <laughs> big plot point uh, here. There's so there's two conversations. Uh, I wish I had my copy to hand, where he, he's telling Princess Leia that he wants to marry her. And she's like, no, you're sadistic, you're inhumane, you're a killer. And he's just like, well, yeah, maybe I am. I'm, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that, I'm that. And then Zorba the Hutt pretty much says exactly the same thing to him. And he's like, yeah, so what? Bring it on. But <laughs> I I like that when, when, when so not a like, but it's interesting. <laughs> so to, to, uh, when Leia brings that up, so first of all, um, now we have a Beauty and the Beast uh, plot line here. Yeah. Because not only is he, oh, you're a killer or whatever, but she's like, oh, you know, you're a monster. Also and came out in 92. Yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and Trioculus says, well, or he, I don't know if he says this to her or if he says this to, like, his own, like, entourage, right? But he's like, well, if I keep her in prison, like, long enough, she'll eventually be able to fall in love with me <laughs> and learn that the dark side is good. Like or you know that is <laughs> yeah. that, that she can be powerful and this and that so like I'm like oh that's so now you're you beast. seduced your wife Jose. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean this that's the other sort of like come on like man don't that doesn't make any sense don't kidnap women to you make know, them fall in love with that's not how it works. If romance doesn't work, you can always try the Stockholm syndrome. I mean, I guess. <laughs> but but yeah, but that was the other sort of like message in there. I'm like, okay, yeah, of course, you know, kidnap a woman and have her like eventually she'll fall in love with you because that's what happened in Beauty and the Beast. And hey, you know, Belle did marry Beast. She did fall in love with him um, because inside of that whole like crusty, horrible fart, not crusty, furry in that case, crusty uh, will be for Dracula's. But inside of that, there was a, a handsome prince. Is there a handsome prince inside of like 
inside of Taraculus. There used to be, but now he's horribly disfigured, except for his third eye. He still has it. Um, but anyways, yes. Uh, I don't know so... if I've ever seen Jose this fired up. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, When I actually do my homework and uh, and I can talk about the things, this is what happens. Is um, this the book with the Leia replica droid, or is that a future? No, one? Okay. no. Oh my a god! One. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's coming. What? So obviously, Ken ends up in the clutches of Zorba the Hut through yes. a traffic violation because now the cops work for him because he's taken over. Yeah. Cloud City. Oh, because because uh, Lando felt like he could win the game of Sabacc. And he's like, you know what? I'm not being overconfident like I was when I lost the Millennium Falcon. I have gotten a lot better at playing Sabacc. So I'm going to play you, and it's fine. And he loses the whole city now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then Zorba wants Leia so he can take his revenge, the revenge of a title, mm-hmm. against her for killing his son. Yes. Um, but Triaculus doesn't want to give Leia up because she's now the love of his life. Yes. And, and he's then, also a killer. As he he brings yep. that up to her. It's like, hey, well, you've also killed. You killed Jabba. So. And then there's this big showdown where Triaculus and Zorba are just like tit for tatting at each other. Mm-hmm. Zorba's like, I want your factory gone. And Triaculus is like, well, we're just going to tax you more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until Zorba, like, screams at the top of his lungs no from now until the end of time we are sworn enemies yes and then some stormtroopers bumble around a bit which is basically what happens mm-hmm. um and trioclis runs away and then they put him in carbonite yeah uh yeah and he's gonna be he's in carbonite he's gonna be in the museum uh, so everyone can see him being in there uh, and our he's... heroes have all escaped happy and well i mean the series could end there could, but I it mean, doesn't. Yeah. There's so much more doesn't. fun stuff to come, <laughs> like hologram fun world and the oh Leia God. replica droid, other things that I've you're, forgotten about, but we'll remember before next week. There's you're it's, teasing it's, me with this like you keep talking about this hologram fun world and now this uh, the, this replica droid like I I have no idea. There's We're there's some twists this. and turns to come. I do like this rivalry that's developing between Trioculus and Zorba. I love that they've got yeah. their sights set on Leia, you know, and the rebels and and right. uh, and Ken. But then eventually the bad guys just kind of end up squabbling with each other. <laughs> yeah, just fantastic. So well, I a, mean, what we, what we've learned so far from these three books is the main thing in the title of the book is never seen again outside of the book. <laughs> so the glove of Darth Vader, you know, it's barely mentioned again. It is mentioned once in Zorba the Hutt's Revenge, just yeah. to say that he's got it on Leia's shoulder. Um, well, Lost yeah. City of the Jedi, only in that book. Yeah. Zorba the Hutt, he might not be in any more books. I can't remember. I don't know. I mean, the so yeah, the, he comes the, back. Glo- the actual glove um, is destroyed, I think, in the fire of the second book. So now he is just wearing a replica. Uh, of the glove so that people can still think that he's wearing it um and uh yeah i mean well the other funny thing with the with this like um uh between zorba and trioculus is how trioculus says i'm gonna tax you more because and i'm gonna call it the leia tax or something because yeah. i'm gonna need <laughs> so all your money she so she can have everything she wants and i'm like 
you know that what she wants is to not be with you, dude. Like, so it's like, it's when it's like, come on, stop being a hypocrite. Like, like that's not going to do anything. Like, it's so like, oh uh, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's essentially I've, it. I've discovered something massive. Are you guys ready for this? Tell me. We were talking about how much I love the Glove of Darth Vader cover art. Uh-huh. And you said I could have a poster of it in my room. Yeah. Yeah. And so I looked it up. And I'm not 100% sure if this is the original art that Drew Struzan made for the Glove of Darth Vader. But on his website, there is a piece of Glove of Darth Vader art. It is 19 by 27 inches. Uh-huh. Full color, glorious. I'll send you. I'll post a picture of the Discord and the link. In fact, I'll, per- I'll post the purchase link in case any of our wonderful listeners want to gift this to one of us <laughs> for seventy five thousand dollars. What? Wow! You too can own art of the glove of Darth Vader. Seventy five thousand. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Do if they I... have a very very good finance option? <laughs> uh, let's say they. Do have international shipping, so that's good news for you. Is it is um, <laughs> international? So it, it, is it just that it's not in U.S. dollars? <laughs> no, it's U.S. dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, in yen or spe- lira. Specify calculating shipping fees outside of the USA. Oh, blah blah blah. Anyway, it's it's a beautiful piece, and um, man, I, I it says it's acrylic and prisma on board. So I'll, I'll have to post give you guys a link to this anyway great work it's it's amazing art and i need to see if they got them for the rest of the series um but those the interior designs are good too i'd like to know from all of our listeners in the discord let us know your favorite interior cover or interior art for the the jedi prince series personally i really love the art of trioculus laser blasting from his hands some of the oh show me that trying to see if it's moths or are they Prophets of the Dark Side, so he's just laser blasting these fools who oh. with his with his hand lasers, which is rad. There's also an image in book three of Leia slapping the mess out of Trioculus. Yeah, she uh, does slap it. It's a fantastic nice. slap. Love to see it. And perhaps the most frightening piece of art ever created in the history of Star Wars is Trioculus frozen in carbonite. It's a full-page spread, and it is straight-up nightmare fuel, almost as scary as the Phantom Menace Yoda puppet. Oh, my God. Those are So before we hit our um, closing comments, then, Jose, what do you think is going to happen next in this series? Well, I wouldn't have... I mean, I I really wouldn't have any idea because these are... It's kind of a wild ride. But before learning that there's um, a replica droid and that there's a hollow fun world, so I I would, you know, I would say that. Oh wait, I. At some point, they decide to all go together on vacation or some sort of holiday to Hollow Fun World. This is some sort of amusement park set in a planet that we know of. Most likely, <laughs> um, so uh, they've, they've they there's this this amusement park, this theme park there, um, and obviously it's with, with holograms, I assume, um, and and you know because they want to take Ken there because he is only twelve years old, and that's what you do when you have a child in your care, and so they go there, and for some reason, 
Zorb, this is actually controlled by Zorba because it's a hot controlled um, sort of amusement park. And so he's like, oh, guess. yeah. And, and then he decides that it's like, oh, oh, they're they're there now. I I I didn't. I thought that Leia had died when I you know when I took down the ship where um, Teraculus was because that's what happened at the, the last at the end of this book. But because he's looking through the security cameras at Holo Fun World, he, um, he uh, yeah the he he sees that Leia's still alive, so he still needs to enact his revenge. So he goes out there, and while he's out there, what happens is that then um, the Teriaculus's like people know that he is encasing carbonite. So now that Zorba is distracted with Leia still being alive, Teriaculus is is brought back to life. He's taken out of carbonite. We don't, and this is all that. Ha- this is the only thing that happens with Teriaculus. We don't. Teriaculus is not the main bad guy in this next book. But Zorba is, and then in the next book, that's when <laughs> now it's a Teraculus like the villain again, right? Because Zorba was defeated. Uh, maybe actually, maybe he was choked like his son was. That would be kind of you know like in there's like Star Wars rhymes, right? That's why they always keep saying the same things over and over again. They keep going to the same planets, but uh, the echoes, you know, so he will die the, the same way that Jabba dies um, in the hands of Leia. And now, and now Teraculus goes like, oh, now she's killed two huts. She's even hotter now. I really want to marry her. Uh, like, I need to have her, right? So then he kidnaps her again. Um, and, I don't know, some stuff happens. But then what happens with Kate, the droid, is like, you know, hey, what if we make Kate look like Leia? Right? Oh, no. <laughs> or, and, and they're like, and then we just swap her. We swap Kate the droid for Leia and in Trioculus just thinks that she's that he still has Leia but it's actually Kate so they are able to do this swap that's what the fifth book is all about it's about making this swap that's then they all kind of like go off on their like you know to their respective places and everyone's like okay we defeated the bad guy he now has a fake Leia but then on the sixth book Trioculus is trying to ma- to marry Kate and Kate is just sort of goes like whoa 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 I'm not Leia um because we've already established in this in this series that you can change right like the the looks of droids, but still have the same sort of like core like um, yeah just you, swap the heads right. over yeah exactly you swap the heads so that's why like Kate looks like Leia, but now Kate like Kate kind of comes up to her and like no dude I'm not really Leia like you how dude. many eyes does this fake Leia have in your your spinoff? Ooh, that's oh that could be a nice little twist where it's like. Um, he sees that that this one that this droid Leia has three eyes, and at first he's like, "Ooh, that's kind of hot." We both have three eyes, so we can be really powerful because now we can see many enemies because we have six <laughs> eyes between two people. I think, but then I think Jose's got a future in writing fanfic. Th- then, then he goes and says, "Like, wait, hold on!" And then he started. He goes to he goes to like the the records, and then he finds out, wait, the real Leia was born with two eyes. And that's when Triclops comes out. So, because we haven't addressed Triclops, Triclops exactly. comes back on the third, Triclops. on the on the sixth book. He comes in. He knows. I mean, he's insane. Apparently, he also has some really good ideas about how to do everything. Ooh, what if Triclops is actually the one that changed Kate into a fake Leia? That's it. That's how he was brought in. He makes a fake Leia droid. Then, because then he's now he's in cahoots with our good guys, because he wants to destroy Tri, uh, Trioculus, because he's like, "Yo, that's me, not you." So they're working together. They they finish Trioculus, and then Triclops is like, 
yo, like, I'm the new emperor because I am the son of Palpatine. And he has real, like, sparkly fingers. Uh, and then that's when, like, our heroes go, like, what did we do? Like, you know, we set him free. Like, we need to do something about this. And they, like, well, um, let's just go away and we'll deal with this on the next book. Sadly, there was not a seventh book. So, so it's just that, a cliffhanger? <laughs> yeah, just a cliffhanger. Tri Triclops is now out there. Trioculus is dead. Uh, and, uh, and oh, and Kate is really pissed off at being, like, changed into another body. So now she's, like, a dark droid working with wow. Triclops. And, um, yeah, presumably the next book would have been that, or the next three books, because this, this was planned to be a nine-book series as, like, you know, very, very... Um, uh, George Lucasy, right? So that's what was going to happen in wow. this book. So now we have you a are dark right, droid, or close to right, and that. about some <laughs> things, but you were wildly it's, wrong it's, about it's... a great many things. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to go around and ask everyone what their favorite moment so far from a series was, but I think one of my favorite moments from reading these three books was listening to Jose's prediction of what <laughs> the was... three books is going to. That was wild, it's insane. Yeah. I sorry that took a lot longer than I thought it was going to, but I kind of got into it, so I apologize for rambling on for a long time. <laughs> it's like the and we'll, we'll in wait and see motion. how close you were. Yeah, mm. you you started off with like pretty strong, and then well, it got real wild real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I like I said I have no idea where this is going. All I know is that with every single book, they've gone in a direction that I wasn't expecting. I also don't know the titles of the next three books, so. Because um, what I'm seeing with these three titles, it's yeah, it's a MacGuffin. It's something that maybe doesn't really come up again, but it's still pretty straightforward. Like you know, hey, the glove of Darth Vader. Yeah, it kind of like the plot is about that. Last Vader the Jedi that it resolves. So all these things are very much part of what happens in the book. I don't know the titles of the next three books, but well, let's let's reveal that to you right now. So yes. the next three books okay. are called Mission from Mount Yoda. Oh, Yoda told him to go to to Hollow World. That's how that fits with what Mount I Yoda. You gotta love it. Yep. Queen of the Empire. Oh, that's dude. That's exactly what it's talked about, right? Great title. Uh, yeah. Yep. And prophets of the dark side. Mm-hmm. The prophets bring back Triclops. There's a whole thing there. Yep. Yep. It fits. Great titles fits. all around. They Fantastic. are good titles. They are good titles. Uh, so closing thoughts then. Closing ooh. thoughts on. On the first three books of this series. Oh, I've, I've said enough. I, I'm going to let you guys do your closing thoughts. Amen to that, brother. Um, <laughs> I, I really think if you're able to put your mind into this is a goofy 90s cartoon. Um, right up there with, with Captain Planet and Pokemon and other ones. What was, uh, the, the, what was the one with the, the Mighty Ducks animated series? This is, this is kind of like that. It's it's so ridiculous, but it works as a 90s cartoon, which leads me to my next point. I would love for one of our listeners to animate a, like a two-minute scene from uh, the Jedi Prince series in the animation style of like a 90s cartoon. That would be cool. I think it really fits with that. If you let yourself sink into it, let it be what it wants to be, it can be just totally ridiculous and goofy. And uh, there's some fun stuff, some really fun stuff. And, you know, they're not dissimilar to those early newspaper strip cartoons, the, the Russ Manning and oh, yeah. uh, Archie Goodwin ones. They're not completely dissimilar to that. And they are a historical artifact. And, you know, you've got to remember that 
us middle-aged men were not the target audience for these books. <laughs> hey, and, hey, who are you calling middle-aged? <laughs> and everyone was learning what Star Wars yeah. was, what it was going to be. And they've lent very heavily into the the pulpy, the serialized nature of it, the kind of Flash Gordon, um, old black and white serials, that that vibe. You know, and that's definitely what, what they deliver. Definitely. Don't go in expecting much more than that. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, Speaking of which, I, I'm about to go grab a huge bowl of cereal. Nice. No, I, 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 I the re, you know, the the reason I asked about, um, just to confirm, what happened after the Ewoks and Drake, Drake cartoons is, um, based on your comment to Jared about how this is very cartoonish in a way, um, because like yeah, I mean the those cartoons, the Star Wars cartoons were a little, you know, they were a little silly and they were you know, definitely. Um, geared towards a uh, very young audience, and then that's why you have uh, the very mustache twirling type of villain. Like they're very overtly villainous, and they have like, oh, hmm, hmm, I'm going to do this now, and you know, so it's like I, I, you know, it's it definitely fits within that that idea. There, yeah, some things don't age very well, but that happens with you know with everything, and um, but they're still, I mean, they're fun to read. So I'm. If I'm complaining about short. them a lot... Don't, don't be afraid think, of them, yeah, listeners. Yeah. They're very, very short. Well, you should oh, be yeah. afraid of Triclops, because he's a freak. But um, <laughs> Zorba doesn't have a mustache, to your comment about the mustache twirling. He does, however, have five big braids coming off his, his beard <laughs> for his chin. Yeah, he's is... got he's got full pirate beard. Right. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, it's it's more of, yeah, it's just the expression of, of like, that kind of... Mm. Uh, oh, I want to see one of our listeners cosplay as Zorba the Hut. That would be fun. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, um, I think so. That's we've talked enough about these books. It's been uh, over an hour until uh, next time. Here. So yeah, we have three more to go. Thank you guys. Um, so let's just do our outro now, right? Because I shouldn't be thanking anyone yet. Okay. Ah. Uh, if for some reason you haven't done this yet, please make sure to join our Discord. I mean, Jared has been asking you guys to do a lot of things. Discord will be the place to put it in and talk about these books. I mean, because there we do have a very active community. They share their thoughts and the latest. I mean, now we've episode of Disney Plus, which we're going to be getting uh, the last season of The Bad Batch coming up. So definitely join our Discord if you haven't. Um, they're also reading along the newest book releases, selling their books and collectibles, sharing artwork and fanfic, which, you know, I just kind of did that here on the on the podcast. So now why don't you share your fanfic? <laughs> uh, most importantly, that is where you can find the latest news and discuss anything Star Wars archives. So if you haven't done it, just go to utini.com slash Discord and click the Join Now button on that page. We are also online on the place formerly known as Twitter. Trev, where can people find us? And you and then Jared, do the same for yourself. Uh, we are at SWR Guys Pod, and I am at Davey Todd on Twitter, Substack, Reddit, all those places. Yeah, I'm at Jared Q Mays on X, and you can also find at Legends Look Back. Let's be honest, I'm way more active on Legends Look Back than I am on my own personal <laughs> one these days. So check us out there. Yes, definitely check out Legends Look Back. Go hit up uh, Jared and Trev. And so, yeah, thank you both. Thank you, Trev. Thank you, Jared, for joining us to, or, you know, being. To, talking about these three crazy books today. Uh, thank you to all of our Patreon members for supporting us and making this show possible. And thank you, dear listeners, for continuing to hear us talk about everything and everything Star Wars. And with that, I can now say, Radio out.
is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars fan code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the force be with you.